Life Happens with Pimelo Modine. So I'm sitting here with an eco-warrior, what I would call an eco-warrior. She is Nondomisa Sibia, and she's founded an organization called Bomba.mobi. And uh, she sits there with such a beautiful smile. What she's actually managed to do is, I, I, I've co- spoken about this many, many times, where you often go maybe to a rural, um, not even a rural setting, but an informal settlement just literally across from um, a Dane fern, for argument's sake, and nobody collects trash there. And and the communities have been making noise and noise and noise about this thing. The bottom line is that because they're an informal settlement, often municipalities leave them unattended. And so she decided to see this as an opportunity and do something about it. She joins me now in studio. Good afternoon, and thank you so much for coming in. Good afternoon, Pamela. Uh, it's so wonderful to be here. So how did you get all of this started? Well, I mean, living in an environment like that, I grew up there, born where, in where Alexandra. Where did you grow up? In Alex. I was born in Alexandra. I grew up in Dipstot my whole life, so that's where I was. But I saw, like, from this beginning where there was just a plain field. Like, it was like, it was nearly like a farm at the beginning because there was no lot uh, of population. But as people added up, you could see that um, there was now starting to be a problem, you know. These dump sites, I mean, when we speak uh, about these dump sites to the municipalities, people talk about, no, 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 let's, people must be tidy. But, but the communities do their best. They, they identify a spot where they will put the trash together because nobody collects the trash. <laughs> That's true. Um, so you can't expect someone to, to make do. I mean, for example, the community do their, they are, do their best, but the government at times um, does do their best. But of course, the system that works in the formal settlement cannot work in the informal settlement. Um, hence, that needs to be revisited and um, like digested. Is this working for these people? What could work? Yeah. G- give me the reality on the ground. So you're saying that you were born in Alex, you, st- you, you grew up in Dipslot all your life. What exactly is the scenario there? Tell us from your experience. So I grew up in, so there are different sections in Dipsut. I grew up in Extension 1, and then we were moved to Extension 7 where they started to formalize the the places, whereby they would give you um, the houses um, donated by the government. So we stayed there. I observed like a river from being clean to being to being like full of storage. And then you would... As time goes by, because I actually finished school in 2015, um, and I was curious of what to do. I then saw a lot of people coming with trucks, dumping in our area, and I was quite curious Hang why are they doing Hang this. That's such an important point. So this is not necessarily trash that is created by the community. People identify the spot, and they bring in the trash from somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, they're entrepreneurs. So what happens is... Because I now work in the waste management sector, as in like a business platform that actually um, facilitate the process of waste removal, responsible waste removal, I see the challenge at times is that like if they have to move, for example, um, from Danefern to like Limbro Park, it's quite far. So it does not make economical sense for them. So they actually go to a place where they will not necessarily be caught by the police. They can, but there are less chances because they leave there. You know, so they find a place and then they dump it there. So for me, I started realizing that when I 
I actually love kids, so I used to play with kids after school. And then one day, a kid that is on our block got run over by a car. <gasps> and then one kid who I teach was like screaming my name and I actually alarmed. I got out and then I found the kid. Luckily, the, the, the bucky actually went over him because he was playing with his roller skates and then he took off the roller skates and then he went to the house. When I went to the house, I was like scared because I wasn't sure if he squished or what. But when I found him, I then hired a, a local taxi which took us to the far station and then took us to Tembisa Hospital. That for me was a horrifying experience, but it helped me reflect, why is this happening? Why are kids playing in streets? And then I started looking at my area. I mean, literally now there's only one park in Deepswood and it's five uh, kilometers from my house. So how can kids who are probably... From like six years downwards, even up, um, like from like 10 years downwards, go to a park which is five kilometers away. I mean, even parents wouldn't allow that. So kids play around. But besides that, before they could play on open places, but now because uh, trucks come and they find a place and then they dump it, it's kind of hard for kids to go and play in those places. So they play on the streets. Sure. I mean, there is you. You you've raised so many issues, you know, of of number one neglect, um, of of also people taking advantage of spaces. So wherever there is space for people who themselves are looking for a better life, somebody else comes from the outside, and 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 contaminates these spaces. Mm. When when you engage authorities, and one wonders who would you call authorities? Do you get an audience? Do they try to assist? So we work with illegal dumping mostly, like the construction waste, garden refuse and um, mixed waste, which comes mostly from suburban areas because people remove their waste when they renovate, when they clean their gardens. Whenever they do anything, they ask the truck which is running by to come and collect the waste. So because we work with that, we started doing a research. Why is causing people, what is it that caused trucks to come and dump in Dipslot? Um, okay, number one, it's quite far in like official land uh, landfills and they pay quite high rates. And then, but like when we would confront the people, <laughs> they get aggressive. And sometimes this is a link to sometimes land grabbing. Um, because I once went to a housing department, which is in Dipsod, and I told them that there's a space particularly which is actually taken. And it's by my house. I had a wish or I knew of a donation that was once taken that they were going to build kids a place to play there because the park is quite far. And people just came there, erected the place, and then they are now having a... a it's a penal beating place. So kids still don't have a place to play. When I went there, they told me that um, something with the counselor and that I can't get the place. So it's quite hard when you when you go against people. Um, I, I would be honest, me and my business partners, this is a strong way, we were once, um, I would say, assaulted by people when we asked them a question, and they were officials, um, when we asked them a question, why are they closing down a dam? It was not a dam. It's like um, a place where animals could stay. Mm. Uh, it's like a... Okay. Yeah. So, like, they didn't explain well. They just 
acted in violence and we ended up having to run and we were afraid of our lives because we stay in Dipslot. Mm. I mean, staying in Dipslot and, and then attempting to make a change in Dipslot in a way that is like um, contradicting the norm, it's at times threatening because then you don't know what the people can do to you because you stay in the very area. Yeah. I mean, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking it's it must be hard because... You are trying to do something for your community. And yet, as you've just said, there are so many elements up against you. Yeah. Some authorities, unfortunately. Yeah. Where does that leave you and your business? So because we saw all those obstacles and we're like, OK, it's kind of hard to go against this thing. What can we do? We noticed the waste does not come from Dipsuit. Most of it, I'd say 99 this is shocking. percent. This is shocking. Um, so we went to different residential associations on uh, on uh, Facebook. And then we we actually asked to join in as Bumba.mobi, our page. And then we would actually post, do you know where your waste ends up? That's something that we ask to people. And funny enough, we had a meeting yesterday with somebody. And he's like, now it's like a light come um, oh coming to... You know, because now you're asking me, where does my waste end up? And I normally call people to come and take my waste, but I don't ask them I where mean, it you, ends up. So you, you, for me, it's such also it's such an enlightening moment because yes, you often think about people dropping waste. Um, you, their assumption is that that's your own waste, that is Dipsler's waste. But the uh, the idea that when we pay somebody to take away your rubbish because you're renovating or whatever that they don't necessarily go to the rightful landfill and it, it lands at your doorstep because you suddenly are not seen to be people who we should worry or care about. Yeah. It is infuriating. Yeah, I mean, that's, re that's the reason why we actually went to the source to solve the problem. We are inviting people who are actually the generators of the waste to use Bumba.mobi as their waste remover Excellent. so that we, we actually send pictures of the final destination of the waste. What we Excellent. do, we repurpose it, we we take it to uh, buyback centers where they will recycle it and then we actually distribute it um, according to how it is and if it's contaminated, we actually um, charge you accordingly to take it to the landfill. But, however, customers sometimes, they have an assumption that because it's waste, they don't really want to spend so much on waste and that is part of the problem of actually um, illegal dumping because a desperate guy who has a truck and they want money to feed their family when they come and then they say this much and you're saying no I won't pay that much I want to pay this much they will actually um, bow down to that and then they know they'll drop it by the corner and when you run tomorrow morning in your park you'll see your waste well, they don't. They come to you. They don't. They don't go around the corner uh, at the at the neighbourhood of the person who's given. Get, they they bring it to Dipslot, right? Which is the problem. They don't only bring it to Dipslot. They dump all over Johannesburg North. The problem has escalated throughout Johannesburg North, mm. but because the people in the burbs are actually connected and they are they have the capacity to call the police yeah. and to call securities to actually look. For out for those people, then they run to townships here. Yeah. When when you report something like this uh, dumping in Dipslut, do you get a response? If you sure. call the police and say, here's a truck that's dumping waste, and maybe we've seen this truck come here two, three times, do you get, do you get an audience? So the, the trucks do get impounded and they get um, charged a certain fee so that 
they can get the truck back. It's like a fine. Yeah. The sad thing is that when the truck gets impounded, they don't remove the waste that they've put mm. there. And then when the guy who actually, I mean, when they pay the fine, they can continue as usual. Um, they just have to be extra careful. It doesn't careful. take care of the waste. It it doesn't. And besides, it, it sometimes it nearly becomes a norm. You know, when you see things happening, and and what I realize is that because we are in a community whereby there are certain things that are more priority, that are more of a priority than looking out for who's dumping stuff on my backyard. You know, like you have to take care of, like check, what am I gonna eat? What am I? Where are my kids? And like priorities are different from. Yes. So uh, it makes the perfect challenge. sense. It makes perfect sense to me. This is such an, a wonderful uh, organization. How how old are you guys? So I am twenty two. My business partner is actually thirty five. And how old's the business? The business is only turning two on March. We have um, registered it on on the twenty on twenty seventeen um, November, but it started functioning March twenty eighteen. Uh, some of the challenges that you're raising are just so real and and the cost is one of those challenges that you want to ethically remove waste yeah. but and and we all say this right so when i talk to people on the radio they they love these conversations about the environment but you are saying well true but nobody actually wants to pay the true cost of waste management yeah that's true then the, then how do you work around that so i mean it's the repurposing um, recycling of the waste. So normally what helps it's when a customer actually separates their waste according from to source. their type from source. For example, if you have renovated your house, you can actually take and you have a garden, you can actually take um, the building or the construction material one side and put garden refuse one side. That allows one um, who is a truck operator to come and take the construction waste. And I mean, we do salvage a lot of secondhand bricks from that. So what that means is that if Boomba comes and takes that, we can salvage that and another person can build and stop living in a shack like my business partner has. He has built a three room from secondhand material, all from the floor to the top. And then when you have garden refuse, we can actually donate it to people who are subsistence farmers, some um, who have composting site and they can actually make use of the compost. Unbelievable. So so when you when you then how, how do you connect these these people? So you're able to collect I'm listening to you now and I'm interested in the fact that you can come and collect my waste. How do you connect to the other person, the person with the need? You know, the so, one that may be a customer to buy from you who may want the second bricks, a uh, second second hand bricks. Hmm. They are basically in our community, mm. those people. Um, they live with us, they see, and some of them actually, because some customers are not able to separate their waste, but they are willing to pay the fee to separate their waste where we take it. Um, some of the residents, they are actually... Um, would come, and then they would separate the waste themselves. And then we can either pay them cash or they can take from the waste from the yes, from the actual waste from the actual waste which is not waste to them it's no. actually treasure you yes. know so they can take and um and make use of it you are you really are running a wonderful business how do people get hold of you on facebook we have a, a facebook page it's boomba.mobi it's b o o m b a d o t M O B I or on our WhatsApp number which is zero six zero six eight eight four zero zero four. 
So what's your your reach in terms of how far do you go to reach customers? I know right now you're in the four ways area, deep Sloot area. Um, how far out do you go? We go as far as Rosebank. Um, at times we do, yeah, it's, we go, it's like Johannesburg North. Yes. We go as far as, um, yeah, Rosebank and Saxonwold yes. and Houghton, Melville. We do go there. Excellent. You've been really such a, a wonderful guest. Thank you so much for coming in. The The website is called, and, and the, the company is called Bomba with a B-W-O-M-B-A yeah. dot Mobi. So it's one word. Bomba dot Mobi is where you can find them. And they're a waste management company. But I mean, I'm just hearing all the other things that they do in the community. I just think these are definitely the young people you want to support. I I've, I've never really often asked about where does my waste go when somebody when you pay somebody to take it away you often think you've paid for it they've done the right thing unfortunately that's not quite how it happens so there are people who are not necessarily ethical you may think that they're doing the right thing but they don't and i just think these young people are doing an amazing job so please get hold of them if you are either you know trying to get rid of your garden refuge or you're trying to get rid of your your material from renovations and so on it's a bomba.mobi and her name is nondomiso sibia thank you for coming in thank you so much for having me